Welcome to the Good Talks. Each week we will be introducing you to members and experts from the Good Tip App community. From talented artists, city experts, business owners, and professionals from all corners of the world, ready to share with you their good stories and tips. Today we will be talking to Augustine Coffey, fine artist, muralist from LA, with 30 years of experience. We will talk about his art projects and learn about the art scene in LA. For those of us curious to know more, and of course, some of his favorite spots. Hello, good morning. Hi, good morning. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. It mm -hmm. was so nice to catch up with you in Paris. Uh, this is uh, which number show? It is my fifth show with my gallery. Right. They were originally known as Open Space Gallery, uh -huh. and now they are going by Chenu Longhi. Okay, yeah. And so how has your experience been um, in Paris? <laughs> My experiences in Paris with the gallery have been fantastic. They were the gallery that introduced my my studio work okay. to the European market. Okay. There were small, like little sparkles before, but yes. this was the full fledged mm -hmm. introduction into my my studio practice, right. which is my paintings on canvas and collage work on wood and mm -hmm. other interesting. Vintage items I like to work with. Okay. Before we talk about um, the type of work you do, uh, let's talk a little bit about your background. So sure. you're from LA. Um, what can you tell me? Um, I'm I'm one of the rare ones. I was born and raised in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. um, my parents had met while my mother was at UCLA. Yeah. And they're I don't know if they're just homebodies. They just yeah. sort of stayed settled. <laughs> yeah. And it just it's just what it was. Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to be born in the the early 70s. Yeah. So I had that 70s childhood in LA. Yeah. And then by the time I was hitting my teens in the 80s, yeah. um, I, I got really into to street culture, just yes. being outside. Yeah. Because as a kid at that age, you yeah. do outside stuff. Yes. There wasn't, True. you know. So outside things with me was like BMX bikes mm -hmm. and skateboarding. Yeah. And skateboarding was the one thing I really got stuck into. I okay. loved it. Okay. Um, you met kids from different cultures, different mm -hmm. neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, having sleepovers at their place right. and everybody's from a different background and space, which yeah. was fantastic for me because yeah. I was an only child. I right. had no cousins in the city. Yeah. So my okay. friends were my world, connection. Your world. Yes. Okay. You meet some of these kids, some of them did graffiti mm -hmm. and some of them were in gangs yeah. and some of them had different, you know, yeah. dynamics, but yeah. we all skateboarding brought us together mm -hmm. and skateboarding kept us on the street. And yeah. we learned about taking bus routes and yeah. Figuring out the whole city. Okay. So that was a great start and introduction to me. Mm -hmm. But because I was always interested in art because yeah. of my, my mom's support of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, so kind of where. was your inspiration in a way? Yeah, pretty much. Absolutely. Okay. The, and, well, yeah. Inspiration genetically. Right. But also the, a big supporter. Okay. My father didn't support the arts as much. Mm -hmm. He was more um, blue collar, hands-on mm -hmm. working kind of guy yeah. and very independent. Yes. So I picked up those traits, Okay. Mm -hmm. but my mom was always just supported the drawing and because uh, she wanted to pursue art for a living, Yes. but unfortunately had to kind of step away. Yes. And, okay. You know, work the circumstances on didn't work out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So because of my interest in art and then the graffiti connection and the skateboarding culture and the yeah. graphics that come with skateboarding, yes. those, there was this the little, mm -hmm. it felt like a, a, <clears throat> a map for me to kind of lean toward creatively. Okay. So yeah. So that got me into dabbling in okay. just like, you know, doing street work. Okay. And I'm talking about vandalism, tagging, <laughs> yes. taking a name, yeah, getting involved with crew, art crews, mm -hmm. not gangs. I, okay. I was lucky enough to avoid that. Right. 
And um, do you have your own name on the streets? Or do you have your own? I I did. I, I went through a few in the beginning because yeah. you're still trying to like find your footing. Yeah. And then, I, just to really narrow down the story here, yeah. in 1993, yeah. my my best friend and partner, my writing partner, yeah. we both wanted to get into a, a graffiti crew called TPS, the okay. private sector. Okay. And it sounded like we had like a, a way in mm -hmm. because we were sort of friends with them. But yeah. I've, to do this, I, for me personally, I wanted to start fresh. So I came up, I needed to come up with a new name mm -hmm. just to really go into this. Right. And I, my best friends were um, Cuban. Okay. Yeah. And, um, we always had coffee and great food at their home. And one time, and I wanted to write a name that represented color or something brown. Okay. And they're like, what about coffee? I'm like, uh -huh. that sounds corny. I don't know. Yeah. And then when I started playing with it and yeah. they flipped it phonetically to the yeah. K-O-F-I-E spelling, uh -huh. I like that I can use cough for yeah. a three letter name yes. for just shortening styles. And yes. I love those, that letter combination. Mm -hmm. And you know, that was 1993 mm -hmm. and I, it just stuck. It's stuck. And now it's, you know, okay. and it just sort of stays with you. Yes. And yeah, so we got into that crew. And during my time in that crew, I pursued much more um, character styles. Okay. So painting, spray painting, mm -hmm. faces and practicing okay. to learn can control and using how to use the cans. Okay. And so did you go from high school straight into art or did you... Have some, I don't know. Um, art school <laughs> art background. School. Yeah, exactly. How I, during... So during my during my high school years, I always um, excelled in art classes. Okay. Mm -hmm. My mom recognized this and set me up into some junior college mm -hmm. and college level art classes. Okay. So I took a screen printing, mm -hmm. basic drawing mm -hmm. classes. Mm -hmm. So really just to fill my extra time. Yeah. And some of those things stuck. But okay. after high school, my goal was to just um, get my own apartment. Uh -huh. I didn't want to deal with like college debt. Yeah. I didn't know if I wanted to do art yeah, or living. Yeah. So now yeah, that was kind of it. Okay. So technically I'm, I'm a self taught artist uh -huh. okay. and it's, it's yeah. tough, it's but tough. it, it yeah. worked. It seemed to have worked out, especially into like the, the path I was kind of going towards. So anyone like inspiring, uh, you know, someone young, uh, what would you say to them? You know, like what's something you learned, you know, taking the sleep at that age? I think a lot of young people out of high school yeah. before college take a break. Yeah. I think I took the break okay, and the nice. break just kept going. <laughs> um, okay. For some, it may not work out well. Yeah. And yeah. also I didn't, I came from a very like, we didn't have a lot of money in our mm -hmm. family. Yeah. It was, I didn't want to like stress my mom out of course, with yeah. the college yeah. money and stuff. So mm -hmm. I, I felt very, I, I was just good enough at being very independent and strong willed and focused and just doing what I could to just stop bother my mom with yeah. that but mm -hmm. she also was like so college driven yeah it was always this like oh well yeah because that's what it's she fears. did oh, and yeah. like i was like i think i'm like i think i got an eye i think i can do this yeah uh -huh. and it's it's worked out okay. but it's also just drive and focus and yes. having some i had some semblance of a goal mm -hmm. kept it pretty loose but i also put you myself knew. out there yeah. for opportunity and projects and okay and i just kind of st i stuck it out so Good. that's it's, really, uh, I think that, yeah, that's admirable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So talk to me a little bit, the difference, because I'm not very clear on the, on the whole street art graffiti yeah, world. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, because of my, from every, every city, every 
country has some level of graffiti there and mm-hmm. the history and the dynamics of graffiti are different in each space. Right. Because I'm from Los Angeles, I can talk about the American yeah. side of it. Okay. And so New York would mm-hmm. be like Philly and New York were the epicenters of like okay. graffiti culture and what we focused on mm-hmm. because that's the, the media we received. Right. Only until after the 2000s did we start really seeing the Internet and mm-hmm. um, publications of graffiti and right. street art things coming from internationally. Mm-hmm. Even the paint itself, we were yeah. focused on American paint. Okay. But Spain and Germany had amazing Paint and we're very progressive. Okay. So in our, in our kind of small LA world, our focus was just styles that were, you know, beyond the New York kind of aesthetic. And I'm talking about graffiti lettering yes, specifically. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, um, what we would call, um, productions mm-hmm. where you would have letters and scenes and characters and backgrounds and okay. these like elaborate, mm-hmm. um, scenes basically yeah. on walls. Yeah. That was always my focus in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Los Angeles, our styles, there were very um, aggressive. Okay. Very like kind of almost like like razors and blades of okay. styles, like very just yeah. like vicious and sharp uh, and clean. And okay. the Bay area, which is San Francisco had a funk style, okay. which was very kind of New York, but had a lot more like psychedelic groovy flow and color palettes to it. Okay. Um, and I loved all these things, yeah. but something in the back of my head always felt like I like where I'm at. I've learned how to use my spray paint. I know the can control, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's, I want to try something different. Okay. And I didn't feel I could do that until I got to like, it's almost like going to some college in mm-hmm. this graffiti culture. You get yeah. to a point, mm-hmm. then you're, your contributor. And now you can like, uh, like contribute new styles. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. So I think in the ni- late nineties and two thousands, I, that's what I basically did. Mm-hmm. I, I separated myself from doing, focusing on letters and writing in my name mm-hmm. into like more like building up shapes and abstractions. Okay. And, and there were a few other guys in LA doing it. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. Okay. Um, when we started seeing the European graffiti magazines, we saw a lot more different styles happening. Uh-huh. I was like very impressed. Yeah. And felt like, okay, cool. Maybe I can do this, even mm-hmm. though I, there's a very small amount of us in LA doing it. Yeah. Um, and again, I just sort of stuck to my guns. Even right. if my friends were like, yo, that's, what is this? Like, what's this silly stuff you're doing? Yeah. And like, I'm doing my thing. Yeah. Just support me. Yeah. Watch. Okay. And so I, mm-hmm. so I stuck to it yeah. and I kind of basically fall into like a post graffiti graph futurism is a word that's been brought up. Okay. So because I have my traditional graffiti foundation, but I went and pursued like exterior aesthetics into my work and, okay. and stuck it out. Okay. So is this more like the muralist, uh, you would say? Uh-huh. Yeah. It, yeah. It, for sure. The muralist work. And yeah. then my studio work, my studio practice didn't start until about 2003, 2005 is when okay. I started pursuing that. Okay. So, um, it's an interesting space because even around that time, mm-hmm. um, this, this what we were calling the street art culture would have yes. been the non spray can based or graffiti mm-hmm. styles. You're starting to see more graphics right. mm-hmm. on the streets mm-hmm. and, and stickers and poster designs and more graphic design okay. guys doing things on the street. Okay. And there was a point in time in the beginning where there was a clash Okay. because the graffiti guys, yeah. you got to think about this small amount of space. You can think of one wall in your city Yeah. Exactly. the graffiti guys. Now there's these poster guys yeah. putting posters over the graffiti. Oh. 
And then there's like <laughs> fights happening yeah. and there's like, you know, it's very, it got really intense. Yeah. Even though it's a massive city. Yeah. It's, there's still okay problems. Yeah. That's subsided. But I think a lot of guys that really, uh, to the core of it, mm-hmm. um, a graffiti guy is like bled and oh, fought yeah. and dealt with a lot of street stuff. And we dealt with a lot of gang stuff yeah. and we've lost a lot of guys oh, really? doing it. And then the street art mm-hmm. thing was a little more, we didn't deal with any of that. Okay. They might've dealt with police and, yeah. um, um, heroes we would call mm-hmm. just like civilians that have cell phones calling in the police or, yeah. or they, there's been a lot of like graffiti guys in LA and the Bay area that were shot by oh. like civilians yeah. because they thought maybe someone was robbing them or oh. like on the side of the building. Oh my God. So there's this, yeah, these guys, we went, you know, gone through a lot yeah. and we feel like they're kind of got the, we went through all the roughness and yeah. they just sort of slid in and got the yeah. credibility. Yeah. Not everybody. Yeah. But okay. there's, that's yeah. some of the tense. There's, yeah. There's, about yeah. It. Okay. There's a history there. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like very, you know, graffiti guys talk about it. Street art guys don't talk about it, but it's just <laughs> some of the weird things about it. So, okay. but I know I've met over my years doing it. Also myself being very progressive in my art. Yeah. I've kind of met a lot of folks and we've had these conversations. We're all mm-hmm. understanding and, there's plenty of space for people to, to get down and get busy and okay. share their art. So, okay. But that's okay. Well, <laughs> it takes time. These things take time. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> okay. And so <laughs> is there any, any artist um, now at the moment that you, 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 you appreciate you, you think, uh, you know, you admire in some way or you, yeah. Yeah, there are a number of guys. Yeah. I'm going to again go back to LA yeah. and talk about like folks there. Okay. Because with me, I, there's a couple of guys in the beginning were like, yeah. I don't know. You know yeah. I'm crossing my arms right now to show. Yeah. Mm, I don't know about yeah. this. Yeah. And they, you know, they stuck it out and they've yeah. been around for like 20 years and yes. they're doing creative stuff. So there's okay. a, a few folks I'm yeah. like, all right, right on. Okay. You, you stuck around. But there's a lot of other guys back then that just yeah. disappeared or went very like, Hermes branding collaboration stuff. It's very like it, whatever the core of it Mm -hmm. that you got into it for, it kind of dissipated and became something else. And it's okay. It's a sad state sometimes, but there's very hardcore traditional guys that have stuck, have stuck through, have an aesthetic Mm -hmm. and have never stepped on any toes and done great work. And there's a few folks. There's a few. I don't want to name drop. I might in our, in your list. In my little list, I would have a couple guys who might okay. look out for. It's like, okay. oh, that's that guy. Yeah. And then you're going to see it everywhere. And yeah. it's not in your face. Okay. It's subtle. Okay. When you see that stuff up. And that's what I like. Yeah. I loved all the, I love destruction. That's why I like graffiti. I like mm-hmm. damage. I, mm-hmm. I think that's great. And okay. It's not great, but it's great in a way. Yeah. So in this list, you have to tell us where we can find these works or what, which, oh, which are the... The areas to visit. Yeah, there's a few spaces I can think of offhand yeah. for sure. I'll let you guys know. Okay, wonderful. Um, so, uh, yeah, so let's get into your art projects at the moment. And, uh, yeah, what you exhibited right now in Paris, mm-hmm. uh, which is beautiful. Thank you. I'm really happy I got to see it. I got yeah. a chance. Great. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's only available until the 1st of July. But um, so how did you come up with this? Uh, because this is completely different, right? This is some of your more studio work. It's it's. It's traditional to the work I show in a gallery space. Okay. 
Um, it's just more, it's much more studio work. It's definitely the, the, um, the, the point I am at in my yeah. studio practice, mm-hmm. which has been this constant evolution of what I learned at painting walls on okay. the streets, mm-hmm. um, which is basically this abstraction of my graffiti lettering okay. and this play of shapes. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And over time, my personal aesthetic has kind of, mm-hmm. um, seasoned my, my painting practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I love playing with like time and space. Okay. I love vintage ephemera. Yeah. I like futurism mm-hmm. trying to find a place in the, in between where I can play with like time and, yeah. you know, sometimes colors yeah. um, portray a period of time. Yeah. But then if you contrast that against these very like structural linear mm-hmm. kind of, it seems futuristic, yeah. very architectural. Yes. There's this weird like dichotomy happening that I really like playing with. Yeah. So the, yeah, the big studio work tends to like kind of lean into that, mm-hmm. this post graffiti graph futurism kind of a yeah. thing. So you see the, the, the graffiti lettering yeah. histories there, mm-hmm. but it's not so pop art right. looking. It's just sort of this, it's sort of like where subtle. I see it going. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of subtle. It's there and it's still, yeah. I still use so your mark is still there. Yeah. yeah. And this tools, the spray paint I yeah. learned is still there. Okay. And, but then there's also the brushwork and the, yeah. the masking and the hard edge okay. um, application. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, so my studio work practice is kind of taken over my old street art, okay. graffiti art yeah. practice, okay. but I still balance that by still painting with my graffiti crews mm-hmm. when, and we're all older now. Yeah. So it's sort of like weekend warrior mm-hmm. style. We get together, hang yeah. out and we'll paint a wall. Oh, That's still there. Yeah. And then the next week I'll travel somewhere yeah. and paint a large scale mural uh-huh. by myself yeah. based off my studio practice okay. and my, where my murals have gone. Yeah. So yeah, for this show in yeah. Paris, um, undercurrents yeah. is again, just like the, the most current. Yeah studio offerings. Yeah. And for the future, what's coming up <laughs> there? There's always a few murals a year. Yeah. Um, pretty international. Okay. Um, there's another, um, which French, are some of the places that you have. Well, there's another French collective called the Grenoble street uh-huh. art festival. Okay. I've painted four murals to date okay. for them and I'm coming out to do a fifth. Oh, great. In a, in a local city, mm-hmm. not in, in Grenoble uh-huh. this time. Okay. Um, there's a couple other planned um, murals in the States. Uh-huh. They're kind of like, there's some things that are pending. I'm yeah. just sense in talking about that, but I, my, my studio practice is always open to me mm-hmm. traveling and doing murals. Okay. If it, if it seems righteous and appropriate. Yeah. yeah. I don't do so many festivals okay. as I used to, mm-hmm. um, but there's at least about four or five large scale murals that happen a year. Okay. And I tend to do a solo show every one and a half to two years okay. internationally. Okay. And I'm, I'm always in group shows. Yeah. Cause I like to, I like to share the Which work. is your favorite show? The solo shows are mm-hmm. because I'm, they're very concentrated and focused. Mm-hmm. That gives me, because I'm this, I, I work alone. I'm an independent yeah. contractor. Mm-hmm. When I have a solo show, it feels yeah. like I have a job. Yeah. Okay. I don't like the word job, but yeah. it's like, okay, I have a goal. Yeah. I have a date. Yeah. I have to make this much work. Yeah. I've got a timeline. Yeah. It's structured. It's in a structured. Way. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. And, um, I also tried to make a, um, 
soundtrack okay. for each solo show. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Um, and that's based off of another practice of mine. I picked mm-hmm. up around the time I started doing graffiti, which yeah. is like music production and oh. music based off samples. Okay. Very, like hip hop. Yeah. Independent hip hop soundtrack okay. stuff. Okay. So that, that's me share a different dynamic mm-hmm. to my visual. Now I can add an audio component mm-hmm. that I feel like is very relatable to the style and Okay. It's another outlet for me. Oh, that's nice. So I don't put out individual songs or mm-hmm. anything like that, but a soundtrack yeah. or a solo show is my way of like keeping that um, yeah. engine oiled uh-huh. and okay. going. So, oh, so when you do these solo shows, you have the background music as well going on. We try. You try sometimes I, to incorporate. <laughs> that's more for me. Yeah. People aren't like, Hey, I yeah. came to your show. I didn't hear your soundtrack. Yeah. It's not like that. Yeah. But it's, it's just sort of an additional thing. Cause yeah. look, when you have international shows, not yeah. everyone can go, Yeah, but everyone could listen to this yeah. soundtrack and then see these images yes. and get a bit more of a, yeah, of course. a feeling through yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, sometimes there's been a couple where they didn't play it or they didn't have a stereo system uh, there, okay. but it, I do like it playing in the opening night, but yeah. it's more for me. It's more and then for there's, you. there's a, there's always a few of those like mm-hmm. audio file guys and music yeah. guys that are like, good job on the soundtrack. I was like, thank you. <laughs> it's, it, it makes you feel good. Right? Yeah. Cause it's, yeah, but it's not for that. I don't, I don't yeah. make money from it unless I make a physical, I've yeah. made a couple of cassettes before yeah. for the shows and mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just yeah, a, a bonus thing I like to do. So which festival or, or show would you recommend someone who's interested in seeing some of these murals and works uh, of mine of or, yours in general? or in general that you, you know, you would uh, recommend to people? I don't, where would, it's hard to say, mm-hmm. at least if you, if we were to go to my site and see the, the mm-hmm. galleries I'm represented yeah, by, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they keep and they start following them. Yeah, that's a good place to sort okay. of connect to see like okay. what, when I'm doing something next yeah. or the other artists they're working with. Okay, um, mm. it's it's weird because it's I'm just I've even though I'm from Los Angeles, yeah. my work is a lot more international. Yeah, so it's sort of it's spread out it's everywhere. Spread out. So you have to follow the yeah, you yeah, kind of gallery. Yeah. And okay. I think, or the gallery, even my own Instagram yeah. is I'm pretty good at like yeah. letting people know what's happening okay. with my own things. Okay. And, but it's, it's just so, it's just so global. I yeah. feel like you do need to go to one place to sort of see what's going on. Okay. But. So let's talk about LA, your favorite sure. spots, your secret gems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those that you can't really find anywhere. Um, only you locals <laughs> can share yeah. with us. So I've, I've lived in LA all my life. I've yeah. like, I was born in, in Hollywood, lived on the West side, yeah. lived in East LA. Yeah. And right now I'm, I'm living in a city called Altadena, which mm-hmm. is North of Pasadena yeah. along the foothills mm-hmm. of the mountains. Yeah. Um, I still keep a studio yeah. in the Silver Lake area, okay. but I'm going to talk about Altadena because yeah. not a lot of people really might know about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a, a coffee shop I love called Unincorporated. Okay. They opened up a few years back okay. and they're starting to expand. So they have a location in Eagle Rock okay. and in Glendale okay. and the, the headquarters is in Altadena okay. and it's a, it's a coffee shop, yeah. but they're starting to expand and I think they're mm-hmm. opening up a wine cafe. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. It was nice seeing yeah. a local spot grow yeah. and have a great aesthetic yes. and great product. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, let me give them a shout out. Yeah. And a little corny because I know I write coffee, but uh, yeah, there's a coffee, coffee shop shout coffee. out first. <laughs> Just give it up a bit. 
Um, there's one thing that I, I wanted to share. Yeah. Because um, for my practice, yeah. I like to um, I like using vintage materials, yes. basically paper yeah. items and mm-hmm. old magazines and okay. old audio stuff for mm-hmm. my samples from music stuff. Yeah. Um, what I realized in Europe, you guys don't have estate sales. Estate so sales. estate sales is when someone passes away from the home and the whole estate goes up for sale. Yeah. So people can go into the house and there's a whole setup for everything's for sale. Yeah. Sometimes a church runs it. Sometimes the family runs it or sometimes a company does. Yeah. So there's a thing called estatesales.net. Okay. So if you're in LA, if you go to the site, you can put in the zip code in the area you're going to be in or at. And usually around from Wednesday to Sunday, there's, it's a great database yeah. to go to estate sales. So if you're oh, interested, yeah. as I like when I'm traveling to go to the flea market, yes. because you sort of get this like his, historical yes. kind of reference of, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's junk, but sometimes there's amazing things yeah. there and you're yeah. just passing by and seeing these I items. don't know how that's managed here, but I, I don't either. Because uh, I know a lot of vintage shops do collect um, from also homes and mm-hmm. but I have no idea how, how that's managed I think there's here. Indi- yeah, I think there's because individual Brussels things. Is, is great for vintage actually. Yeah. I noticed that yeah. while I was here. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes there's, there's individual people mm-hmm. that go to the homes through yes. the real estate company yes. yeah. and then they'll yeah. collect them and then go to the brocons and yes. then there's this weird little yeah. random <laughs> thing, stuff there. Yeah. So I think that's great. Cause if yeah. you're, it's tough for getting furniture, yeah. I'm hauling that back with you, but Sometimes they're great for clothes because it's where yeah. most of the retail people go mm-hmm. to get their stuff that they sell. Yeah. So estatesales.net is fantastic okay. for wherever you are in the, in the U.S. In the U.S. Not just L.A., yeah. anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Um, if you're interested in seeing um, um, urban art, yeah. public art, street yeah. art. Yes. Um, there's a well-known street called Melrose Avenue. Okay. A lot of people know about yeah. it. There's been... TV shows yes. and everything about it. Yeah. Um, Melrose Avenue between Fairfax Avenue and La Brea uh-huh. are a bunch of little shops that have yep. been there since the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. and they've evolved with youth culture yep. forever. Mm-hmm. If you go just into the alleys yeah. behind the shops mm-hmm. from the same strip that I was talking about from yeah. La Brea to Fairfax, you can see a lot of, um, lot of traditional and upcoming graffiti art stuff, okay. letters, characters, mm-hmm. you'll see street art stuff there, very curated things uh-huh. as well. So yeah. you just walk up those alleys. They're safe. Yeah. They're, they're, they're totally fine. Okay. It's a little overwhelming. There's a yeah. lot going on. There's a lot. Okay. So, um, that's one great place. It's yes. sort of, it's, it's, yeah, I think it's a, a good ideal place to start at. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. if you are, if you're brave enough to venture downtown Los Angeles, yeah. There's an area just east of the main downtown um, buildings and structures called the Arts District. Okay. Um, Traction and Hewitt Uh are the the corners I would suggest folks could start at. Yeah. Um, I personally have two murals Uh, in that area. Yeah. Um, And there's there's one space called Art Share, Uh which has... um, young and up and coming artists and lost for artists. And the Arts District used to be really affordable housing for uh-huh. artists. That's what it was called oh, the arts okay. district. Okay. Um, and over time it's kind of evolved a lot. You can, mm-hmm. you can sort of tell when you make it over there, Yeah. but there's still a core arts community that's oh, okay. still there, uh-huh. but there's also great shops and mm-hmm. um, more curated street art things. Yes. So you got a lot of international artists that have done large walls in the yeah. area, Okay. but that's one interesting space to, um, 
Okay. To try out. And if you're over there too, if you want to see the new bridge they just built over the Los Angeles River, Uh that'd be the Sixth Street Viaduct. Okay. And on the east, no, on the west side of that bridge is Mm -hmm. a street called Mateo, Uh which has a lot of other great um, Mm -hmm. um, coffees and boutiques and shops, but there's a lot in that particular area, area. I think it's great. So these yeah. are your favorites. Some yeah. Your, more recently. More recently. I liked it in the in the nineties yeah. when it used to be completely quiet in yeah. downtown back then. Yeah. So I liked it then because I, I had a memory of it. And yeah. it's where I used to just do mm-hmm. like, you know street stuff and have fun. Yeah. It's changed a lot. Okay. But it's it's great for folks mm-hmm. out of town to come and see. Mm-hmm the growth of a city yeah. that's been it should have been like yeah. at this level, but yeah. it's just kind of taken some time. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you got Venice, Venice Beach, Venice Beach. Yeah. Um, but my suggestion is you start park at the Santa Monica Pier. Yeah. Where the where the carousel is at the yes. pier and then just walk south. Yeah. till you get to about the um, Muscle Beach and mm-hmm. the um, Venice Recreation Center. Yeah. Past that, it's you're, you would just keep going. You can go to Marina Del Rey. Yeah. Playa Del Rey. Yeah. That's a that's great for bike. For biking. Yeah. But yeah. for the walk to mm-hmm. see the whole. Yeah, it's the really, wildness of it. Venice. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. So that's great. And then again, if that place is is dotted with art mm-hmm. everywhere, okay. There's never there's not really any one place you can go yeah. to see so many. Yeah, like, and and for skateboarders, uh, which are the. The whole city is great for skating. There's a skate park at Venice now, though, which is great to watch. Yeah. Um, My skateboarding has stopped. Yeah. It's, I try still, I can move around in it. Yeah. But when I used to skate at Venice, that's when like the Dogtown Mm -hmm. culture was going on and the Mm -hmm. ramp, the guys built their own ramps, put them against the walls. Yeah. And then there used to be the Venice Pavilion, which was like a, which is, was a failed outdoor amphitheater yeah. that just became a graffiti yard and yeah. a place where the homeless would do drugs. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, it was exciting. It was like, <laughs> yeah, like this is it. Like, and then that's clearly all cleared out. But yeah. the, the skate park that's there is just, it's, it's gorgeous. It's okay. just intimidating. It's if intimidating. you're a skater, yeah. like, I don't know. Cause it's so huge, right? That's uh, yeah. that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. But all throughout the city is great places yeah. for people to skate at. It's, yeah. and there's, there's a lot more skate parks than there was before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's getting a lot better for skateboard culture. Okay. Great. Thanks so much for all these tips. Sure. <laughs> And thank you so much for your time and so nice to see you. And I look forward to staying in tune with all your projects and yeah, and shows. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Got some great tips and advices. Remember, The Good Talks is sponsored by thegoodtip.com website and app. Your hub for saving and sharing all those good tips you find along the way. Till next time.